1: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsing. With me is not the Blind Bomb Show. Nope, she's off somewhere on a vacation. seems like she's had an awful lot of vacations this year, but whatever. Who am I to say? It is what it is, so... Joining me is somebody special. Uh, She is my co-host from the morning show, uh, Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition, which is uh, heard every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on TojiNet and uh, also on uh, Eagle Radio, and it's archived on iTunes and here at Toji as well, also Astronaut. Anyways, uh, she is my co-host. She is also a prolific author and a, a the proprietor of New England Curiosities. She is Roxy Zwicker.
2: Good evening. Hello. I feel so weird. It's it's evening. I'm not saying good morning.
1: <laughs> You've been on the uh, the this show before, haven't you? I believe.
2: I I have. It has been such a long time i think yeah, you know, we we constantly forget how long we've known each other and how long we've been doing this so yeah it's been a it's been a, a few years
1: i know that i did the first investigation of the portsmouth Harbor lighthouse when you were a member of the board back in 2005 so i know i've known you for at least that long which would be over 11 years right
2: yeah that's that's right on
1: do you remember where we met for the first time? I'm just curious now that you you brought that in my little head.
2: <laughs> Do I remember where we met? I, I actually I think we had met because I was on the radio show. Okay. I think either either you or I had contacted one another, and um, I was on talking about. Um, Talking about the ghost tours and what was going on at the lighthouse at the time, and the ghost tours were in their infancy. Oh, wow. And um, I, we were actually talking about having someone come up and check out the lighthouse, and you were the first person that that I called. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I think that was when we met. When we talked about um, you coming up here, uh, I remember i also have an early memory of meeting you at the Tenney gatehouse as well hmm. which was way way back bit, oh my you god
1: know? yeah yeah
2: so yeah. Th- those were like the first two occasions that i remember um hanging out and spending some time and getting to know you know you and what was going on with you and all of that and yeah, it's it's so ironic because
1: I'm I'm not with the lighthouse anymore, but you are. am, uh, yeah. So, you know, it's funny, Tony Gatehouse. I mean, that's that goes way back as well. I mean, that was oh my God, a long, 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 long time ago uh, when I first connected. I was still in preservation at the time. In fact, I was a member of the um, Amherst really Preservation Group. But prior to that, in fact, uh, when they had they were doing the restoration on when they contacted me to do an investigation here god that goes way way back wow you know life is so funny it passes by so quickly
2: it does i think that's you know one of the things that i'm noticing as i'm getting older it's like oh my god look at all the stuff that i just did in the past mm-hmm. 10 years it's um it's unbelievable like i, I can't even count it i'll certainly not even remember it all but um mm-hmm. those things definitely stick out in my mind
1: Yeah, and and you and I, you know, we both love history. We both love the paranormal, and that's kind of, that's all you do now. I mean, you don't have a real job, and uh, in fact, when I met you, I think you did have, did you have a real job when I first met you?
2: Uh, Yeah, I did. I actually didn't, um, I didn't stop working until about, four years ago I was working part-time but previous Mm -hmm. to that um, I was working full-time I was working uh, in Massachusetts I live in um in the Portsmouth area, and okay. I was commuting back and forth to Massachusetts, and then um, I mm-hmm. left my job in Massachusetts for something closer so I could spend more time mm-hmm. on what it was that I was doing, and then I just kind of worked myself out of it. So now um, I'm very, very lucky uh, that you know I'm able to do this full time. Not that I'm becoming a millionaire anytime. No, you know that's that's yeah, and that's not what it's every- about. Yeah,
1: everybody thinks you—you know—oh, you, know, oh, you just—you know—you're that you're so lucky and everything. But you know, you pay your dues, and and you're really, you really—you have to give up something to to do this type of life that you and I do. So, uh, but you know, I mean, you're a fascinating person. You do those fabulous ghost tours, and you have for years. And, and but you know what? Funny, you mentioned about the full-time job. Is I remember, you. were... I, I, somehow I, I don't know the circumstances whether it was on a radio show or where we met a purpose in person but we we did your cards and I remember telling you that change would work out for you and I think that was way back when you were you were talking about leaving your job or thinking about it at the time Maureen was with me at that time right yeah so it might have been a radio show and uh, we did cards on it or something but uh, I do remember that, that was, that's that's <laughs> that's funny anyways Enough of this memory, memory lane stuff. Uh, you've written a, a ton of books. How many? What's the, the number now?
2: Um, I have I have seven books that I've uh, written. My first came out in '07, and I have two books coming out next year.
1: Wow! And how did you you know how did how did you get it? I mean, what what came first, the the tours? Because you are the proprietor of New England Curiosities, and, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, later. Um, but yeah, what did it, first the the books of the the tours.
2: It was it was the the tours that came first, and it was um it was never never my intention to to collect the stories in a book or even write a book. It just kind of ended up working out that way. That you know it all. You know, I said it all started at the lighthouse. Previous to that, um, mm-hmm. you know, I was in Massachusetts collecting. Ghost stories down there working part time in the early 90s and, um, of course, you know, went on to get the regular job, put that all on the back burner, but it somehow all came around again. So, you know, I ended up with my very basic website that hasn't changed in like 12 years and, um, had some information about myself and the tours and I was contacted by a uh, publisher. And at the time, this was, you know, this was, you know, all before all the TV shows and everything and they oh, yeah. had Asked, you know, if you've got enough ghost stories to put together a book, could you send us a sample? And I sent them a sample um, of the stories that I was collecting in Portsmouth, which is only a drop in a bucket now. Mm-hmm. And um, they said, well, you know, we really like this. And would you be interested in writing three books? And oh, wow. I was like, oh, my God. I was like three, like I don't even know how to write one, and my first book deal was for three books, and I wrote them all within a year. Oh God bless! And you. Um, <laughs> and it's just it continued to snowball from there, and it you know I I've kind of embraced it. You know this is a, another way to preserve all the stories. So um, you know it's it's just amazing where it's gone, and the first book, Hunted Portsmouth, is now in its like eighth printing. And um, it still you know, sells out like crazy. People apparently love Portsmouth, mm-hmm. um, but it was—you know—it was, you know, it was really big, cool. It wasn't—that wasn't, it wasn't the people. intention. It's a big
1: young people town. It's it, it, the activity at night is phenomenal. A, the streets are like daytime. There's so many people on them, <laughs> especially on the weekends.
2: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's you know, it's it's a destination. You know, for vacationers, no matter what time of year, people are coming up here, and it's um. If you haven't been, it's a beautiful, historic area. I mean, it has everything. There's no place I'd rather live. Given the option, um, I would stay here. That's how awesome it is here. Yeah,
1: it's pretty cool. And uh, anyways, uh, what, what are the books that you have written besides Haunted Portsmouth?
2: So Portes was the first. Um, It was followed by Haunted Portland, so Portland, Maine, which I have a huge affinity for. Um, Very difficult book to write, however. Uh, The stories were um, not as quickly found as they were here in Portsmouth. Um, Haunted Pubs of New England, which is more about... (laughs) More about uh, the old historic taverns, not, you know, not just your modern-day pubs, but more of, you know, the 17th and 18th century taverns, their history and folklore and ghost stories from, you know, Acadia, Maine, all the way down to, um, you know, to Cape Cod. Then, let's see, after that, um, oh, we came up with the Haunted Cemeteries of New England, and that was really when I was getting into uh, my cemetery travels and trying to get get into as many as I could and document as many as I could, um, which was followed by Haunted York County, um, which is York County, Maine, comprises Kittery and York and all the southern Maine towns, some of the oldest towns in the state. Um, the Massachusetts Book of the Dead, which is exclusively Massachusetts. Cemetery Folklore, um, Burial Customs and Superstitions, oh, New wow. Hampshire Book of the Dead, which is very similar in nature, but for the state of New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, uh, it's it's um, all the books I've been able to write. I'm working on right now on Isles of Shoals uh, because I, I didn't have anything at the time to put in haunted Portsmouth, and now I've got enough to to fill a book on the Isles of Shoals, which is just crazy. Really? A whole book? A whole book on the Isles of Shoals, yeah. and I'm working on um, the Vermont Book of the Dead. So oh, that well. way uh, we'll really. have, you know, the whole the whole goal is to have a Book of the Dead for every New England state.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, Isles of Shoals is interesting because, uh, in fact, it's not too long on the uh, March, August 19th, uh, I'll be doing a pirate and ghost cruise and, and that's one of the destinations of the cruise is the Isle of Shoals and there's so many cool and interesting stories, uh, not only ghost stories but pirate stories as well and, and so it's a, it's a fun cruise to do and uh, uh, like you said, you have enough to fill a whole book on just the Isle of Shoals so I mean it's, it's so much cool stuff there um, so uh, yeah, that's, that's great I, I'll have to get a copy of that when it comes out um, so anyways, Roxy, I'd like maybe you could share a couple of stories for us from, you know, well, I know that you and I have done a, a couple of things together. I know we worked on the, the Lighthouse together and we did a a bar in town, a tavern in town or, or whatever they call it uh, years ago. Do you remember that one?
2: Yeah, we did. Um, I'm alone.
1: Molly Malone's. Lighthouse,
2: yeah. Molly Malone's, which um, we will be revisiting uh, coming up in October on Halloween. We'll be doing your red light seance combined with my spirit uh, circle seance on um, Halloween oh, cool. this year. So we'll get to revisit that. And, of course, um, to a story of Lydia Carver up in Cape Elizabeth, Maine. Oh, that was fun. The Haunted Dinner, which was yep. super, super fun. Yes. Um, so yeah, we've we've done we've done a, a few things together that have been um, really so awesome, great locations.
1: Let's talk a little bit about the Liberty, Lydia Carter, and, and that was that was a f- fun thing to do. But wh- what's the story, the ghost story behind Lydia Carter? It's in my it's in my book Ghost Today too, because it's just a, a fascinating story in itself. But uh, why don't you retell it? Because you're a much better uh, storyteller than I am.
2: So the story of Lydia Carver takes place uh, in the 18-teens, and Lydia Carver was a young woman who lived in Freeport, Maine, and she was about to get married in July of that year, so she boarded a ship uh, with her entire bridal party and they were going to sail down from freeport to boston massachusetts so they could be fitted for their gowns and they they made the sail down to boston everything was fine they came back with her wedding dress and on the way back a severe storm just blew up off the coast and you know keep keep in mind back in the day you know, there was no radar or no way to know that these things were happening so as they were sailing back, um, rounding Cape Elizabeth, which is just on the edge of Casco Bay and Portland Harbor, there's an island, it's called Richmond Island, and um, it's really just a ledge, and there's an area of the island called Watts Ledge, and the driving rain and wind from this storm threw the the ship up against the island, and it was wrecking on the ledge. The uh, captain was trying to cling to the boat and his wife was being taken by the sea and he let go of the boat to go and try and rescue her and of course he was taken by the ocean as well as his wife Lydia Carver was quickly submerged along with her bridal party and all night long the ship was just pummeling against the ledge and in the morning (coughs) in an area that's known as Crescent Beach which uh, views uh, Richmond Island, when the sun rose, there on the beach was Lydia Carver, and she had washed ashore, and she had perished, and lying on the beach next to her um, was her trunk, and the trunk was open, and splayed out of that was her never-to-be-worn wedding gown. Oh. And the captain had also washed ashore, and oddly enough, he is buried in the eastern cemetery which is located in portland proper and um... the carver oddly enough is buried pretty much just feet uh... from where her body was discovered on uh... crescent beach there is a property now um, on the site it's called the Inn by the sea and there's this odd little cemetery that's adjacent to it and there's a beautiful tall slate gravestone with a willow and urn on it and it tells lydia carver's story she was 19 years old and it talks about um how she and 13 members of um of the of the crew and the party had all perished um at you know at that particular site so i had no idea about anything about Lydia Carver's story um, until uh, when I was up researching my book uh Portland, I actually was doing a few ghost walks at um, Portland Head Lighthouse, which was really amazing to be up there oh, yeah. at night. And um, that had gotten me into the local newspaper. And when that was advertised in the newspaper, I got a call from um, a woman named Ronnie Q from the In-by-the-Sea. And she said, well, you know, I see that you're into all these ghost things. Have you heard our ghost story? And she invited me up, and I took a look at the grave, and it was, I think, a little more than peculiar, because this little tiny cemetery was very odd. Um, All the gravestones in there, with the exception of Lydia Carver's stones, had deteriorated very, very badly, and some of them were, were way newer than hers. And her gravestone was pristine. And Ronnie went on to tell me that there was a lot of experiences happening with Lydia Carver. And, you know, the strange irony was this property is a wedding destination. And I know. I know. That's to be, cool. Can you imagine? Brides-to-be who were there were seeing Lydia Carver in their room. There was a floating wedding dress. There was a, um, a man named Mark... Hardy Carver was walking along Crescent Beach one day, and all of a sudden he heard somebody say, You know, Lydia, he's walking along the beach. He's like, Oh my God. And he said he heard the wreck of a ship entering out on the island. So, saw something out there, and that. And talked to him at the end, and the guy's wife her name was Lydia Carver. And this is, you know, over 150 years later. And he was experiencing the wreck as if it had just happened. And um, when I found out about what was going on and how active it was, I mean, it was happening on a regular basis, I had talked to some folks from the Historical Society. And even before the inn was built, I spoke to this, this older woman. She had to be in her 80s. And she was talking about driving along Route 77, which is the route that goes by the beach in the inn. Again, the inn wasn't there at the time. And she said that she was driving along, all of a sudden saw on the side of the road a woman wearing a white wedding dress, standing silently next to a deer with her hand placed on the back of the deer, just standing there looking at the road. And she passed them very slowly, looked in the rearview mirror, and they were gone. And they were ahead of her, in her headlight. She slowed down looked them both in the eye, and then looked up in the mirror as she passed them, and they were gone. And, I mean, this was, this was a woman, like, I had no doubt she was, like, telling me the truth. So um, all those stories, you know, were, were unbelievable. I mean, it was even so much more than that. So that's one right. reason why I was I, like, I remember, well, you I remember, and I gotta go.
1: I remember uh, one of them was uh, that the elevator would run by itself and it would it uh, mm-hmm. would come down to the office late at night and the doors would open up and there'd be nobody there.
2: Yep. That was yep, one they, of They stories. would see her in the mirror as well. Oh yeah, um, I forgot about
1: the, the mirror. Yep, yeah. yep, yeah. because that was part of it. We 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 went uh, we did that dining uh, investigation with you, which was. It was in February, I believe, so... Um, it, was. But it was. Yeah, it was it was cool, and I brought my wife's wedding dress to see if I could use that as a trigger device. It, unfortunately, it didn't work, but uh, I know Maureen uh, ended up uh, trans-channeling, uh, I forget who, it might have been her even, I'm not sure... But uh, yeah, it was it was an interesting night. You know, it's so funny, and and I, I bet you you have the same th- thing. Is you you do so many investigations, you investigate so many places for your books and stuff that sometimes you know it's difficult to call recall all the the details off the top of your head.
2: Oh my god it's so hard to remember all the details i think that's one of the reasons why i'm i'm so thankful there's books now because some of those stories i'm like oh my god there was that story like it it just falls out of my head because for everyone that i'm hearing like i think one keeps falling out so yeah you do forget
1: yeah and uh uh yeah that's it's a difficult thing i mean like it it uh they uh you know, it's it's it drives me nuts because you, you want to give everybody the information, but you know, you, you know, especially I, I had a laugh. I was on a radio show uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, they were talking about my book, um, three hundred. Marini and I book, uh, three hundred sixty-five ghost a day, three hundred sixty-five ghost stories, and that's what it was: three hundred sixty-five ghost stories in this one book. And they they asked one of the about one of the stories that. Uh, maureen had actually written in the book and it's like uh i couldn't tell him anything because I, I didn't recall it at the time i mean we went over it together but she was one that did all the research on it because you know it was 365 stories we kind of divided it up between us and uh did it that way so yeah it, it's difficult and uh but you know that's part of what we do <laughs> it,
2: it is part of what we do and and one of the things that you know I've been trying to do, and I've been really lucky to do, especially in the past few years, is to leave the Seacoast area and go elsewhere so I can share stories from you know Massachusetts and share stories from Rhode Island, other stories that I've collected over the years, so it, you know it keeps things um, it keeps them fresh for me. you know, at the end of this month, I'm going to uh, Coventry, Rhode Island for two days, and I'm going to do a presentation on um, maritime ghosts and oh, cool. um, ghost ships and lighthouses, but um, very little of that is going to be from this area, so I'll be able to, you know, tell some other stories. In October, I'm going down to um, the Museum of Natural History uh, in Eastham on Cape Cod, so I'll be able to tell some of the stories from Cape Cod, so I, I really try to push myself to, to keep the other stories as fresh as I can, but, you know, like anything, you know, like you said, it's too many stories, you know, three hundred and sixty five stories, which ones are they gonna remember,
1: you know? Exactly. I mean and, and the same thing is is you know, our area is is so uh, saturated with the stories that, you know, w- we spend so much time investigating all the ones around here. I mean it's it's difficult. I, I know I you like you know, I get asked a lot of times, Well if you go to Eastern State Penitentiary, if you're going to like you know, it's like no, I you know, I really haven't. Uh you know, first of all, you know, something like Eastern State has been done so many times, I really to be honest with you, I'm really not even interested in going. Uh, but I, I'm more interested in in the the ones you don't hear too much about. Uh, those Thank are you. the ones that fascinate me more. And and like I said, there's so many in just our area it's difficult to, you know, leave when you I mean, why travel hundreds of miles when you can go a few miles and, and just have such fascinating stuff right here so it, it 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 makes it but yeah you're right you know you you, sh- you should get out and should do a little bit more which i have done and uh in and, and it also it's good to bring our stories to other parts of the country as well mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so it, it's, um, you know, it, it's it's hard when, when the area is so rich because I, I, like you, people are always telling me, you know, oh, have you gone to Gettysburg? you got to go to yeah. Gettysburg. you got to go to Savannah. And yeah, honestly, I can't get out of New England. Exactly. <laughs> like there's, and, and there is there so much. Yeah, really
1: is, and and it's so fascinating. And and sometimes you know the the stories intertwine between each other. You know, there's a connection between one particular haunting and another one, and it's it, so it, it's like a thread sometimes where you just keep following it.
2: And 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 the thread has no end. And you know, like you said, trying to find the stories that haven't been done yet, and the ones that haven't been told. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's been the, the largest focus of what I've been trying to do. I mean, there's, there's so many places, even here in New England, that have been overdone at, at nauseum now. You know, right. I'm always trying to get all, you know, all the fresher stories out there that people aren't talking about and people don't know about.
1: And, and you know what's interesting, too, is that places that tend to get investigated a lot... They really change uh, yeah. with, with the haunting. I mean, I, I know for myself, and in, in the uh, the Hooten Mansion, and I always bring it up as an exam- example because I was the first one to investigate that, and I've been there, you know, probably a dozen times, and, and I've noticed the change in the place, in the, in the types of spirits, and the, the stories that are going with with the hauntings. Uh, and so it, you know, it's the more a place is investigated, I think a lot of times. Uh, more spirits are brought into a place, uh, maybe uh, you know, brought in by investigators, or uh, maybe just because uh, they realize that there someone's trying to contact the other side, and so they come in. So, but there, there's definitely a change in in uh, the atmosphere in, in a lot of these places.
2: I agree, and you know, being able to. Do this for us, you know, for as long as as we have. One of the really cool things that has been happening is you have a story about a particular location, and you go and you share that story. You know, I, I have a house in Portsmouth that you know I've been talking about for years, and well, learned about uh, well, it from the you're owner. Have, and
1: you to uh, tell us after the break because those are the tunes, oh, which which oh, means okay. uh, which means we have to take our break. But uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, Roxy, you want to bring us back when uh, we come back? Yeah, sure. Okay, so anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles uh, Next Generation with Ron Kolick. My special guest is Roxy Zwicker, uh, my co-host from Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition. And we'll be right back, uh, right after the following messages, right here at Tojinet Pararex, Astronet, and beyond. Can you hear
2: me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Parax Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing,
0: although I have discovered his real name is Ron Colek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he is a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache i'm required
2: elsewhere on something called a k2 but don't forget i'll be listening in every tuesday from eight o'clock in great britain and three o'clock on the american eastern seaboard i trust you will join
0: me there feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future then circles of wisdom is just the place for you Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more. Located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more. All in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation.
1: time.
2: Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. You are listening to TojiNet and Parrot X Radio. Tonight we have, of course, Ron Kulik here, New England's own Van Helsing, and Anne is on vacation. Hope you're having a great time. She's probably going to pop into a cemetery or two, and I a- am a- a- your bye. scary godmother, <laughs> the <rugby> Wicker. A- <laughs> a- bye. So So welcome back. Mm-hmm.
1: So, anyways, just before the break, you were discussing about a, a house uh, that you were finding something about. I I could, you just started it. So, do you remember? Well,
2: so yeah, so it's you know it's funny in doing this for so long. You know, we're talking about locations that you know get overdone, and one of the things that I've been finding is locations that you've been talking about for a while that you get additional stories as the buildings change and different people go in them there's um there's a beautiful Bavarian house in downtown Portsmouth that I always had my eye on and you know one day I'm doing the tour and a gentleman on the tour says oh so you want to know about that house over there because I always mentioned it on the tour and I said yeah I said if you know anything about it I says, you know I'd love to hear it and he says well I've owned that house for 25 years and oh. so I asked you know, why is it so unusual? I I call this guy Attorney Charlie. Everybody knows Attorney Charlie. And I I said, you know, so what's the scoop? And he says, well, you know, Frank Jones built that house for the brewmaster of his brewery um, who happened to be from Bavaria. So the house was built in a Bavarian style, doors blue and homage to the Bavarian flag, and, you know, it has all of the appointments of the Bavarian house. And then he went on to tell me, he says, well, he says, I have to tell you, the house is a ghost story, too. And I'm like, oh, God, you know, another haunted Frank Jones house. I mean, I have them, you know, by the handful. And um, the story was fairly recent. happened in the 1960s. And it was a dentist's office and home. And the dentist was away one afternoon. He had two twin boys that were eight years old. And I guess mom was in the kitchen busy doing mom things. And two boys got into the dentist's office. They started playing with the instrumentation. One brother... At the other one in the chair and went and turned on the ether or the gas and took the mask and put it on his brother's face, who was sitting in the chair. He left the room to get a soda, leaving his brother in the chair with the mask on. Uh And he came back not even five minutes later, and the ether was on high, and he killed his brother. Certainly Uh it was not his intent. So the dentist came home, and he was absolutely heartbroken. Um, He just pulled up stakes and left with his wife and his remaining son. I've had um, people who were patients of his that have said, you know, we we didn't hear a thing. So Attorney Charlie, you know, told me that story, and he said, you know, anybody that was coming into the house, again, he owned it for 25 years, that was psychic, intuitive, empathic, they were coming in and saying, oh, well, you know, Who's a little boy standing in the hallway? Who's a little boy in the yard? I see this little boy around and Attorney Charlie would say, yeah, you know, this is the story of the house and the little boy's been seen. So, you know, I, I got all the information from Attorney Charlie. He emailed me the old newspaper articles and that was really cool. And I started telling the story on the tour and Attorney Charlie retired a few years ago, although he still owns the house. So I'm out there and I'm explaining a story about the house and a guy on my tour raises his hand and I, I, I couldn't believe it. He was actually kind of timid in saying, I now rent out Attorney Charlie's office. And he's, he's like, oh, my God. And I'm like, so? I said, have you seen anything? And he's like, yeah, but not in the way Attorney Charlie has described. Downstairs in the basement are 25 years of Charlie's legal files in boxes stacked from floor to ceiling in the oh, basement. Wow. And he said, that's where I see the little boy. He's running between the stacks of boxes, and he peeks at me like he's trying to play you know, hide-and-seek. And this guy says, I hate to go down in the basement. It really freaks me out. And his wife, who had booked the tour, turned around and said, you know, I watch all those ghost shows. I'm totally into this. Why didn't you tell me your office was haunted? She's like, I, I love this kind of stuff. So it was kind of cool. You know, I wouldn't have gotten that story unless... You know, attorney charlie had been on the tour and i was telling that story so i'm getting a lot of places like that now where people have either moved out or moved on and there's somebody else in the building and they're having their own ghost story so um that stuff just blows my mind so it's you know more layers of the same thing
1: yeah and one of the things i like to do and that is i like to uh investigate places where there are no ghost stories, uh, just, yes. you know, if it's a place, it's kind of cool. And I say, you know, do you have I any, some people I say, no, I have nothing. And then, uh, you know, uh, would well, you mind if we investigate? And sometimes, no, it's says, well, you know, we're interesting. Get, uh, uh, yeah. And th- there are some, uh, cool places that no, no one's even heard stories about yet. There's still actually a story behind it. So anyways, if you have your own, uh, ghost story you want to share it with roxy or you have a question for roxy and myself uh the number here is 877-864-4869 that's 877-864-4869 or you can ask us in either the net or the Parorex chat room and uh, we'll be happy to uh, answer your questions or if you want like i said share uh, a story of your own uh you know give us a call 877-864-4869 Okay, so that's, you know, that's that's cool stuff. I, that's why I like doing this. You know, I like the, the locations that aren't uh, beaten to death. Uh, and, and I've been lucky enough, because I've been doing it so long, to actually get into some of the places that were, uh, you know before they were famous and and do mm-hmm. like the first investigation or you know, one of the early ones there and you know the, the Tenegate House for one the hoot Mansion for another for sure but there are there are others and even uh the uh the lighthouse as well i was able to get in and you know, do a an investi- full investigation so thanks to you and uh jeremy so anyways uh if anybody wants to get in touch with you and learn more about your your tours and we're going to talk a little bit about your tours uh where can they do that, Roxy?
2: You can um, you can find us online at newenglandcuriosities.com. dot com. So it's a uh, New England C U R I O S I T I E S. Dot com. Um, we also have a very active Facebook page. Just look up New England Curiosities, and um, I'm posting things all the time: pictures, uh, interesting stories, places to go and check out. So we're on there as well. Our physical location is located in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Um, we are uh, with Dedwick's Ethereal the Emporium, located on 19 Sheaf Street in downtown Portsmouth. Which is a beautiful old. Uh, quick walk-up house which has its own share of ghosts as well so um you can you can find us through all of those avenues and uh you know see what what's going on we always have tours and events happening and um, we always love to hear from people too with their own stories or if they're trying to figure out what's going on um definitely something to talk about
1: right now as i mentioned before you do have been doing tours for years and and you've been written up in i don't know how many magazines and newspapers uh all around new england so uh what tours do you have available and kind of give us a a synopsis of the tours What, what are they about
2: so um our our first tour after uh we after you know we started doing the lighthouse tour in um in newcastle the following year we came up with our Historic Portsmouth Legends and Ghost Walk, which started in 2001. Um, It's a tour of downtown Portsmouth. Portsmouth is 1623. And it covers a lot of the more uh, popular tourist sites in the city, like the Music Hall, uh, John Paul Jones House in Rockingham, Old Hotel, And we talk about the underground, so we talk about tunnels, and we talk about uh, the slave burying ground that was uh, dug up in 2004 underneath downtown Portsmouth. So um, that tour is about an hour and a half. We also have our uh, Wicked Haunted Waterfront tour, and that is a tour of Portsmouth's old red light district and
1: waterfront. (laughs) Right type of tour.
2: I was going to say it's your type of tour. So um, we we talk about how uh, Portsmouth has done everything to change you know the history of that neighborhood by tearing down buildings, changing street names. So you wouldn't know what a rough and gritty seaport once was. Um, we have two haunted theaters on that tour as well. I show you some of the old brothels. Uh, talk to you about what's lying at the bottom of the Piscataqua River which is very interesting. Um, some stories, Ooh. of course, from the Portsmouth Naval Shipyard and the old naval prison. Um, the waterfront in Portsmouth is not what it appears to be. It looks very different today versus what it looked like 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. So I do a then and now with you and show you the past, what it used to look like, and then what it looks like today where you're standing. And people just can't believe their eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, we also do a haunted trolley tour it's called Spirits of Past Trolley Tour. Which is really good cool.
1: I mean, you have this kind trolley. yeah.
2: It's a a beautiful, uh, beautiful Victorian trolley cable car. Um, It holds 16 people, and we do both Portsmouth and the Great Island of Newcastle. So on that tour, you get stories from the Isles of Shoals as well as Portsmouth. Um, We make a stop at the Great Island Common and also the incredibly haunted Wentworth-by-the-Sea, which I used to do ghost tours of. Absolutely crazy haunted. Um, So we have that uh, trolley tour. It's about an hour and a half. We also do the... The Shadows and Stones Cemetery tour, which is not your average ghost tour, um, people come on the ghost tours and they're like, oh, you know, I want to I hear ghost stories. I want to experience, you know, I want to take a picture of a ghost. And yeah. that's all well and good. But what we will do is we'll bring you to the cemetery and introduce you to our resident ghost. However, we will ask her all about you. And who you walked in with, and it oftentimes becomes the crying tour. We work with a um, spirit, Elizabeth, who has made herself known uh, to me about 10 years ago, and she is simply there to tell people about their spirit. Um, it's a pretty amazing tour because it's different every single time, and it's also the oldest cemetery in New Hampshire dating back to 1650. Mm-hmm. So um that's our Shadows and Stones tour. We do a haunted pub tour, which kinda of self explanatory. Um, haunted pubs and taverns, the brewing history of Portsmouth. Wow. Um, Legends Ghosts and Graves, which is some of our favorite stories, including uh the Governor's House, which uh we bring people through a ninety foot uh grape and rose arbor, um and a secret garden, uh some of the houses at Strawberry Bank and there ghost stories. So what what kinda happened is Amazing, um, you know,
1: amazing I, <laughs>
2: I started with just the one ghost tour, and then the more ghost stories I got, like, I do the next neighborhood, and the next neighborhood, and the next neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So, um, all, you know, all told, I do, um, I'm doing nine different tours right now. Um, in the winter, I do three additional tours, um, wow. including, uh, in, including the town of York and Kittery, because there's just, again, there's so many stories. And when you come on a tour, um, I talk the entire time. Like, I really oh, don't come that's up for a breath.
1: surprise. A woman who talks the entire time, yeah, okay. oh oh,
2: oh thank you very much. Oh you yeah, really so, get your money
1: for it. Yeah, okay, so, so, so anyways, yeah. you know what's funny? Uh, Stephen Scott from the uh, chat room asked a question, and that was I was just about to ask that question, and I can almost, almost answer it for you, but let's see what you have to say. Stephen Scott says, "Can you ask Roxy, please, what is her most memorial, memorable, memorable uh, event?" Spooky or otherwise from one of her tours. So, what would that be, Roxy?
2: Oh, this is um, this is a tough one because it's really a toss-up between um, it's between Elizabeth and it's also between Connie Small. Um, people ask me all the time, you know, is there like a defining moment or were you scared? Um, I haven't really been scared. Freaked out, maybe. Uh, is this instance? Um, of course, the one at the lighthouse, uh, you know, was with, with you and Maureen and Jeremy. And this was, you know, again, it was like 2005. And Connie was, you know, the last lighthouse keeper's wife. And so hard to abbreviate the story. She was absolutely an amazing woman. I met her at 100. She died at 103. Um, wrote a great book, Lighthouse Housekeeper's Wife. Um, super, super amazing person. Like, just salt of the earth. You'll never meet another person like her. Um, so she had died a few months before we were actually uh, going into the keeper's house. I had gone to a funeral and um, I used to visit her which she lived at the Mark Wentworth home. Um so, you know, again, just listening to her story is so amazing. So when she passed, uh, I had, you know, gone up to her coffin. I was the last person there and I had placed a, a bunch of flowers in her coffin and a picture of the lighthouse. Um, with some words on it, I didn't know what to do with it, but the minister said, just put it in the coffin with her and said my goodbyes, you know, I wasn't related to her, but I don't know, there was some kind of connection I thought with her. It's very, very hard to explain. So we're, you know, we're going through the lighthouse that night. It was overnight. I remember it was August. Um, my God, it's like over 10 years ago now. And um, you know, a lot of amazing things happened in the lighthouse, which was great. We got EVP and all sorts of stuff. But when we were in the keeper's house, it was like the last stop before we're closing for the night. And um Maureen was channeling a spirit who was very friendly and felt that when you came to the to the grounds in the lighthouse, you were there to listen to her story. And of course, you know, Jeremy and I are like, oh my god, you know, could this be Connie? And you know, Maureen didn't know anything about it, and, you know, you've got this spirit who's holding something in her hand, and I asked about the flowers, and, um, you know, these flowers had large pink buds. I left Connie pink tulips in her coffin, which Maureen wasn't there, and then Maureen fainted, and we knew it was Connie. And, like, it, it, there was, like, no doubt in my mind, everything she described about this woman she was channeling, was everything about Connie, including the flowers I had left in her coffin. Um, I didn't sleep the rest of that night. Uh, when I got home, I remember the last thing that we saw was this very eerie fog that shrouded the lighthouse and came out of nowhere on a clear August night. And I remember Karen Mossy said that's the way the spirits are saying goodbye. And oftentimes when I tell that story, for whatever reason, I break out in tears um, and I can't help myself. Because it was just, it was such an incredible moment. Um, you know, I knew that she was there in, in that room with us at that time. And, you know, she was thankful that we were telling her story and thankful for the flowers and, you know, just wanting to be there. So that was really insanely amazing. Um, I just, it was, it was, it was spooky. It was thrilling. Um, it was confirming. Um, and you know the, the other piece of that is Elizabeth. You know uh, Elizabeth um, Pierce, who's in the cemetery
1: that we go to. And right. You know, see that was the story. Yeah. First of all, on, on the on the story you just told is is one that we also tell in the ghost story, too because it's such a remarkable story. But mm-hmm. if I was to pick a story, I thought you for sure you were going to pick above Elizabeth and the leaf. That's the one I thought you would would choose. Yep. Yeah,
2: and that and that was that was that's the tie. That that's the Thai story that I was just uh-huh. gonna gonna mention. So we you know that, we've
1: that is a fascinating story.
2: It it's crazy. It is just it is absolutely off the hook. Um, I've never encountered anything like it before or since. So we invite Elizabeth to walk around with us after we doused with her in the cemetery, and a year ago in July we were um we were in there, and there was probably like 20 people on the tour and we were standing underneath his beautiful maple tree and one of my tour guests said you know I, I don't know there's something about this leaf that's backing me in the face here so she plucked the leaf off the tree and we finished the tour um walked back to the meeting location and our guest was looking at the leaf and she's like i don't know you know there's there's something odd about this it looks like there's something written on it so we looked at it at first glance and didn't really see you know a whole lot but then what we hadn't realized is if we shone the light on top of the leaf rather than putting the light underneath the leaf, we could very clearly see what it said. And the leaf, you know, so so help me God, or whatever energy is out there in the universe, the leaf said help, H-E-L-P. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't cut into the leaf. I checked with... um you know, plant and landscape experts and they said the leaf grew the word help in it. I, like, I know you know in, in the big on
1: on the uh morning show. I was like, you know, skeptical as hell. And, and I am I'm always skeptical of things to start with until I look at it I'm kind of like that uh, doubting Thomas you know uh, you know I gotta <laughs> stick the fingers in the in the wounds and, and find out and you show me the photograph and it is simply amazing so uh, yeah that is, is a remarkable remarkable story
2: and and I I didn't even know what to make of it myself I've never come across anything like that and um, I don't talk about it a whole lot because I'm still. Um, definitely freaked out and spooked out by it but what we do now um, every time we're in the cemetery and we're underneath that tree which you know keep in mind you know cemetery trees their roots are going into the remains you know mm-hmm. this tree is you know it, it's been there for 150 years and its roots are going into everybody that's buried there so every time we're there we say a prayer or do a blessing for you know any any lost spirit, any unknown deceased person that's there, um, anybody that's on our tour, because we still don't know who needs help. We didn't no. know if it was somebody on the tour, their spirit, a spirit in the cemetery, and um, I still have the leaf uh, You know, I've tried to read up on it. I've never, never come across that. My only two alternatives now to do anything about it is to sit and meditate with the tree or try and work further with Elizabeth. To Mm -hmm. see if I
1: can find out um, more about
2: what's going on in there. Right. So, um, yeah. That was, uh, again, I didn't sleep a wink after
1: that. No, as well you should. Like I said, it was pretty amazing. And, uh, you know, I don't say that easily. I mean, it it, it really was. So, you have two new books coming out. Uh, You want to give us a brief synopsis of what each is about?
2: Uh, so one will be on the, uh, the Isles of Shoals, the Isles of Shoals, a mm-hmm. group of nine islands off the coast of Maine and New Hampshire. You've got yep. double axe murder out there, uh, Star Island, the haunted BB Cemetery, the haunted Oceanic Hotel, um uh, you've got Pirate Treasure, uh, you've got the haunted White Island Lighthouse out there, um, the ghost of, uh, old pirate, uh, Bab that's out there, um, Betty Moody, uh, who smothered her children to death in a cave out there. Was it on purpose? Was it an accident? Uh, You can still hear the the children's spirits out there. You can see her spirit out on the islands. Um, There was a time when women weren't even allowed on the Isles of Shoals, that it was just that um, rough and desperate a place. A lot of the houses that were very small out on the Isles of Shoals were taken off the island and floated over to the town of York, Maine and became summer cottages. Oh wow So there's That's um cool, there's huh? there's yeah really cool folklore um out on the Isles of Shoals and uh it's you know it's it's everything that you can think of out there. You know, murder, man, pirates, uh lady ghosts, uh, haunted hotels, uh spooky cemetery. They they really do um they really do have it all, and it was uh, just about a year and a half ago, there was a uh, film that was uh, done out there, and the film was called Haunted, and it was uh, premiered at the New Hampshire Film Festival uh, just this past fall. And um, the glue or the inspiration for the story, which is used in the movie, is my first book, Haunted Portsmouth. Oh, so wow, throughout the cool. movie, they're they're reading my book, Haunted Portsmouth, and it shows up in several scenes. And they bought it in the gift shop, and it was um it was just really cool to see that you know that they were using my book oh, for the yeah, story. Yeah. So so now this is like the like my way of giving back. saying, okay, yeah. so here's your here's your ghost stories about the island. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I'm it's, working on it's my really funny book. is
1: that uh, I, I went to uh, one of the, I think it was, not the Goodwill, what's the other one? Salvation Army store uh, on uh, Route 1 there, I think it is. And it's a big one. And I went in, I was looking at the books, and you know, I always look for books because I have an extensive library. And I came across a book uh, by, I believe it was The Sun of the captain of the Isle of Shoals Ferry, and he tells a lot of the stories. In fact, it was an autograph copy, which was pretty cool. But uh, I, I came across it, and I learned a lot about the Isle of Shoals from that book. Uh, but he was the captain for years and years and years. I forget his name, of course, because that's the way I am. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was interesting. So what's the other book about Roxy?
2: Uh, so the other book is uh, the next installment in the Book of the Dead series. So it's Vermont Book of the Dead. Um, oh, that Vermont must have been has, difficult,
1: because that's not a good Oh, my God.
2: Super, super cool. I love Vermont. Uh, And Vermont um, has a lot of hidden off the beaten path of uh, up upon hillsides and, you know, in the middle of the woods, and um, Mm -hmm. my husband Ken said it was like we were mountain goading for that book, because it Uh really took took us boat goading, like, really had to find some of these. Um, One of my favorite gravestones that we found was for a woman, and um, the gravestone has a, a face carved on it for the mother but it also has 12 other faces on it. Um, she died at it all 12 of her children under the age of three. And she died in the, in the last childbirth um, of her child. So there's teen faces on this stone for her and her 12 children. Oh,
1: wow. So you went up to uh, the kingdom of uh, Bernie.
2: Brittany's
1: Kingdom. Yeah, Brittany's Kingdom. But uh, yeah, it's it, that's a long way from Portsmouth, so I, I imagine you ought to stay over there and everything else. And uh, but there's a lot of cool stories. You know, P, you know, Vermont's really not. I mean, wow. Okay, that is actually uh, the pizza. The doorbell, which means pizza from the dead, is here, which was, means we actually have to wrap it up. So, anyways. Uh, Um, I want to thank you uh, so much for joining us today, and uh, if you want to hear more of Roxy, you can tune in at 11 a.m. on uh, Mondays, and Roxy and I and Lou are on, and Ken are on uh, Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition, which is also archived on iTunes and here at TojiNet as well. So, there you go. Yes. uh, Tune in to what
2: we're doing and it's a way to start your work
1: yep and uh, Roxy and I will be doing a couple of events when Steve Parsons comes over here in September we have uh, a special event planned uh, which will be on her website as well as a link on mine as well shortly Uh, and also Roxy and I will be doing a special event on Halloween night so that should be a lot of fun too
2: more stories to talk about
1: oh yeah yeah so there you go (laughs) We're building our repertoire all over again.
2: Yes, we are. You got it.
1: Mm-hmm. So, Roxy, uh, once again, give out your website.
2: Sure, you can find me at newenglandcuriosities.com dot com and also on Facebook.
1: Right, and you'll also be at Spirit Quest this year as well. So, uh, as, as you have been for the last few years, so I'm glad to, you know, have you back and. Uh, You'll have a vendor table there as well. And uh, if you want to learn more about Spirit Quest and some of the other things I do, including my pirate and ghost cruise to the Isle of Shoals, uh, you can uh, go to my website, which is neghostproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. So, anyways, the tunes are now playing, which means now we have to say goodbye. So, Roxy, thank you so much for joining, and I'll talk to you on Monday. And uh, for all our listeners, uh, tune in next week, and good night, and God bless